Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Hey everybody, Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. Thank you for being part of our community. And hey, if it's your first time with us, we hope it won't be your last time. Just hit that like and subscribe button so you don't miss any of this content because we are committed to inspiring you to better know and follow Jesus this year. So we're releasing this episode on January 1st and there is something about the fresh start of a new year that's pretty exciting, isn't it? It's why many of us start setting goals, or at least we start dreaming and planning what we hope we can do with the year ahead. But maybe in addition to thinking about what you wanna do this year, maybe you should also focus a little bit of your time on who you wanna be. And I don't mean you wanna be a professor, a doctor, a lawyer, you know, whatever. I mean who you wanna be on the inside, your character, the kind of person you are. I have learned through the years, it is always a mistake to decide what you wanna do before you decide who you wanna become because who you are will eventually impact what you do. Now, I probably don't even have to convince you of that because we have all seen this play out with other people over and over and over again, haven't we? People who are incredibly talented, unbelievably gifted, who had the world at their fingertips from our point of view, and then they lost it all or they took a major fall, not because they weren't talented anymore. No, it's because they had a moral or a character failure. And every time it happens, we all ask the same thing. Why would they do that? You know, why would they risk everything to get involved in that behavior? And then we say things like, if I had that much money, I wouldn't cheat to get more, you know? Or if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't take a chance on blowing it. What were they thinking? But here's why they ended up where they did. They just focused more on what they wanted to do than they did on who they wanted to become, which resulted in them achieving a level of success that their character simply couldn't sustain. Or to say it another way, Their talent got them where they wanted to go. Their character couldn't keep them there. That is why in the long run, who you are trumps what you do every time. So in this episode, I wanna give you some ideas on how to focus on becoming the kind of person whose character is greater than their talents and their gifts. And there's a blueprint for how to do this that I first discovered in my 20s as I was reading about the life of a man named Daniel. Now, if you're not familiar with Daniel's background, he lived about 2,600 years ago. When he was just a young Jewish teenager, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded his home country. He took Daniel, along with a few thousand other young people, back to Babylon to be trained to serve in the king's government. Now, apparently Daniel was incredibly talented because as a teenager, it did not take him long to start moving up the ranks. And within a matter of a few years, Daniel was one of the most influential people in the entire Babylonian empire. As a matter of fact, he was so talented, he ended up serving four kings, in three different kingdoms over the course of his life. And it was during the reign of one of those kings, Darius the king of the Persian Empire, that we find Daniel in this situation that gives us some clues about how to keep our talent from outrunning our character. Now here's the backstory, and it's found in Daniel 6. So King Darius had appointed 120 different governors to rule throughout his kingdom, and then then he placed three administrators to rule over all the governors, and Daniel was named one of those administrators. And then he did such an extraordinary job that the king decided he was going to promote Daniel into a prime minister type position. He was going to let him run the whole kingdom. 
Unfortunately, and this happens a lot of times in government, word leaked out. The other administrators, the other governors, they got jealous. They decided to try and dig up some dirt on Daniel that they could then leak and, you know, share with the king and sabotage the plan. But here's where the story takes a turn. To their shock and to their surprise, they could not find any breach of integrity in Daniel's long history of government service. It's hard to believe, isn't it? The writer of Daniel tells us that they could find no corruption in him in spite of the fact that, you know, he had served at a time where corruption in government was a best practice. It was the way things got done. They could still find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. And so what they did is finally these men came together and they said, all right, we'll never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. In other words, the only thing we can exploit is that he is faithful and loyal to the God of the Jews, not the gods of this empire. Moral of the story is Daniel never let his talent outrun his character. And that is the kind of person I want to be. I bet it's the kind of person you'd like to be. I want to make sure I live my life, I make my decisions in such a way that if anybody were ever to investigate me, they couldn't find any issues against me. I want them to find somebody who's got integrity, who's consistent. In other words, what I say, I want them to find everything I say is matched what I've done. And when it didn't, I owned up to it and I made it right. Now, about the same time that I was reading this about Daniel, I read this book by John Maxwell called Today Matters. And the premise of his book is that success is a daily thing. It is not a destination thing. That's more important to define success by who you want to be than what you want to do. And he shared something he has personally that he calls his daily dozen. They were the 12 qualities that he wanted to be true of himself so that the people who were closest to him loved and respected him the most. And so Maxwell talks about how every night he sits down, he looks at these list of, uh, this list of these 12 qualities, and he evaluates himself on how he did that day in each area. So I made a decision during that period of my life that I have never regretted. I decided to sit down. I decided instead of making a list of do goals, I wanted to make a list of be goals, things I wanted to be true of me. Now, this did not come together overnight, but over time, I ended up putting a list together, not of 12 words, but of five words that I was going to focus on. And these five qualities have become a compass that has guided me through countless everyday decisions and through critical turning points in my life. And for each of the five things, what I did was I wrote down what was at stake if I didn't become that kind of person. And I'll just tell you, I am convinced I would not be who I am today or where I am today doing what I am doing today if it weren't for that decision I made back in my 20s to make sure my talent didn't exceed or outrun my character. See, what happened is those B-goals that I made, they became the standard that gave clarity for me to every decision that I made. And suddenly I noticed when I violated one of them, even if it was just in a small way, it felt like such a big deal to me, way bigger deal than it felt to most other people. Stuff that nobody else thought mattered started bothering me a lot. My conscience became very sensitive to those standards and it kept me from experiencing major failures because I'd paid attention to all the little small failures. So here's the invitation I wanna give you as we start this new year. Will you take the time to sit down sometime in the next seven days and create some B goals for yourself? You can come up with them however you want, but will you keep thinking about this and you know, thinking about this until You've got a list of things that feel like moral imperatives to you because you realize what's at stake. And if you don't be this kind of person, you're convinced there's going to be a price to pay. Now, some of you may be thinking, 
Matt, you're making way too big of a deal out of this. I know who I want to be already. I'm focusing on what I want to do. And I get that. You've got dreams of success you're ready to chase. But if I could just warn you for a minute, if you're in your teens or in your early 20s, listen, this is the most important thing you could possibly do for your future success. Because odds are your talent right now is way ahead of your character. I see it all the time. You just haven't had a lot of life to develop character, but if you don't deal with it, you're gonna achieve a level of success that your character can't sustain. Now, some of you are older, and the reality is you've already taken a few shortcuts and experienced some failures in your past. And maybe you're thinking, I wish I'd heard this 10 years ago or 20 or 30 years ago, it's too late now. And I would say to you, no, 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 it's not. You can't change your past, but you can change your future by what you do today. And if you'll begin to focus on who you wanna be, You'll be amazed at how God over time begins to redeem the relationships that have been broken, the opportunities that have been lost. He'll give you a second chance. And here's the best news. People will remember you for how you finished, not how you started. So again, here's my invitation. Will you sit down? Will you make a list of four or six or eight things that beginning this year, you're going to focus on developing those qualities because you want them to be part of your character. Just write them down. And write down what's at stake if you don't develop them. Don't just say, well, I know what they are. I don't have to write them down. No, be intentional because here's what I know. The choices you make will pave the path that you take. And if you'll do this, you'll not only build a foundation of character to handle the weight of any future success you may have, you'll also train your conscience to pay attention to things that will protect you in the long run. Listen, you're going to become someone this year, regardless of what you do. So why not be intentional about becoming a better version of you? And all along the way this year, we are here to encourage and support you. So let me pray for you. Father, would you help us to have clarity about who we need to be and give us clarity about how to get there? Help us to make who we are more important than what we do this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, from all of us at the Journey at Home team, Happy New Year. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.